0: Welcome to the Full Fact Podcast, where we fight bad information one fact at a time. I'm Alexis Conran, and on this episode, we'll be looking into social media bots. Ignore the bot. Now, that's an often seen retort on social media. But is it a bot? Is it ever a bot? In this episode of Full Fact Podcast, we take a look at the science and assess the threats and the prevalence of social media bots. From buying fame to disrupting elections, we examine the development of this often misunderstood phenomenon. Now, to do that myself and Full Fact Editor Tom Phillips, i joined by Stefano Cresci from the Institute of Informatics and Telematics of the National Research Council and an expert in the field. Professor, welcome.
1: Thank you. Uh, it's nice to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Now, let's start by finding out how prevalent are social media bots?
1: Well, quite quite a lot, because actually it's pretty easy to set up a, a bot on social media. Some studies estimated the presence of social bots in the region of 15% of all active accounts on Twitter, for example, and also 10% of all Facebook accounts uh, in 2019. But if we take into account some specific topics, uh, for example, political topics or economic topics where there are uh, much greater interests, let's say, in tampering with the the discussions, then the numbers change. Uh, And in a 2019 study, we found that as much as 70% of the accounts that were tweeting about uh, stocks traded in U.S. markets were actually bots.
0: Gosh, that's that's a high, high number. I didn't expect it to be that much. Let's let's go back to the basics uh, as well. What do we mean by the word bot? Because, again, we see it often being banded about on social media. What would you classify as a bot? Because th- there are different accounts. There's, there's a sort of the harvested accounts, which are w- multiple accounts operated by one person to do one specific thing. But then bots are different to that, aren't they?
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot of confusion on the the definition of of what a social bot is. And this is uh, because of at least a couple of reasons. One being that many different communities are studying and are interested in social bots. So, for example, social and political scientists, they they tend to focus on what the the activities of the bots are. So they they tend to classify them based on the activities. While, for example, computer scientists and engineers are more... Um, focused on the the levels of automation, the use of AI by bots, and so they classify them because of this. Uh, Anyway, one of the uh, most widely agreed, let's say, definitions of bots uh, is an account that uses automation, at least a certain extent of automation, and that's how I also tend to, to, to define them.
0: Do we regard that automation as relevant to what the account puts out? If it's a tweet for example, surely automating a timing of of that, that that's part of automation but you wouldn't classify that as a as a bot, would you?
1: Well, it could be classified as a bot, I think. But of course, there are certain types of bots that are more interesting to study than others. So for example, people that just use some automation to time their tweets or to synchronize their posts on different social medias, well, that's perfectly normal, and I think it's not much interesting per se. But for example, there are other kinds of, let's say, more massive, more intrusive automation where uh, completely forged messages are posted or where hundreds, if not thousands of accounts perform some action uh, in a coordinated fashion. That's what is really interesting about the use of automation, so about social bots, and that's what I I try to study uh, in my work.
0: When did you first start coming across bots? How did they come about, and were they created deliberately for uses of misinformation, or was there a much more innocent and practical reason for their initial development?
1: Mm, No, I think they started as, let's say, a neutral part of social media. Uh, and actually, there are many social bots that are used for beneficial or neutral purposes. So, for example, bots that help to gather and, and share uh, authoritative information, for example, in the aftermath of mass disasters, uh, to help people find reliable information about what is going on. But uh, we know in social media, uh, it's very easy to, to try and set up some malicious actions or some malicious plot. And I started in 2013 to, to study social bots. I was looking for Italian politicians and we were looking at their engagement metrics. So how much people were uh, interested in what the politicians were saying, how much they interacted with their posts, so on and so forth. And we noticed that some politicians were actually uh, obtaining a much higher engagement that we would expect. And so by looking into this, we found that uh, a significant part of that engagement was caused by bots and not by humans.
0: And since 2013, uh, as you said, you've started looking into bots. How have they developed in, in the last seven years?
1: Well, really much has changed since uh, 2010 or 2013, which were the early days of, of social bots, uh, much has changed because as we develop, as, as researchers and platform administrators develop uh, new techniques for detecting bots and for removing them from, from social platforms, and of course I'm talking about the malicious bots, bot developers also try to make their accounts more sophisticated. So they make their behavior more erratic, more heterogeneous, less obvious. They invest much more time in creating credible accounts. So, for example, they copy, they steal the biographies of other users, they steal photos, profile pictures and videos, and they make it so that that those accounts uh, seem to have a normal behavior on the social platform. And only from time to time they inject a malicious message or they uh, point to fake news or or they support a politician or something like that, so they try to interweave uh, neutral actions with with malicious ones so that they are not clearly malicious let's say uh, and Because of this, bot development has been a, uh, received a great focus in these years, and bots became much more sophisticated and Now think for example about deep fakes or the, the, the latest evolutions of AI anyway, uh, where you can create texts or you can create images, uh, pictures about people that do not really exist, or fake videos and all that kind of stuff, which, which will make the detection of, of social bots much harder.
0: And in your view, I mean, you've been studying them for, for over seven years now. In your view, what is the advantage of bots why are they so prevalent what are they used for what's their usefulness if you like when it comes to disinformation disruption
1: they are used very much because they are cheap uh it's Mm -hmm. very easy to set up an automated account even a quite sophisticated one. It's not difficult. And you can create many of them in a limited amount of time. So you can uh, create the impression that there's a lot of interest around a given topic or that there's a lot of support for a given politician or personality. And we know that this uh, also helps to somehow convince human social media users uh, about the importance of a topic or about the uh, let's say the quality of a of a of a public person, so on and so forth. So that's why they are used. Uh, and even if we remove them, uh, because they are so cheap, because it is so easy to to develop new ones and to create new ones, uh, it becomes really difficult to to really get rid of the problem.
0: What's the law say behind bots? Are they illegal?
1: There aren't many laws actually. Uh, for now, we know that. Um, Let's say that the the, the legislative part is uh, usually lagging behind technology. I mean, technology evolves really rapidly about these issues, about AI, about uh, social media. So it's always difficult to, to, to keep the pace with the evolution of technologies. I am aware of a law in California for example, which I think it is the first one of its kind which tries to regulate the use of social bots and for example according to this law, social bots must state their biographies or anyway, uh, from the account information it should be clear that the account is automated and it is not uh, a real person. But apart from this, uh, I am not aware of other important laws that regulate the use of social bots in social media. A different Different thing are terms of service about the social platforms. So uh, every platform like Twitter and Facebook have uh, its own terms of use and more or less all of them uh, state that you cannot pretend that you are a human user and you cannot use automated accounts to manipulate the opinions of others, to manipulate engagement on the platform and, and these kind of things. But that only violates the platform's terms of use, which is not the law.
0: Right, which, which also gives them the ability to remove those accounts. Yeah, exactly. So let's, let's look at how you find them. A lot of people uh, recently have been saying, oh, look, this, is a, this account is a bot because look at the Twitter handle. It's got a name and then followed by seven or eight random characters. They were saying, well, that's a clear sign that that's a bot. Is that a reliable way of distinguishing a genuine account from a bot?
1: No, unfortunately, it isn't at all. Uh, Well, actually, this is a very tricky uh, issue. Uh, Detecting bots is not an easy task. And unfortunately, we have no easy way for uh, coming up with the certainty that an account is a bot. Initially, we used machine learning, and, and especially machine learning classifiers, which is a kind of software that analyzes each account individually, for example, by looking at the Twitter handle or or the profile pic or the description of the account that kind of stuff and this piece of software was given a label to each account but of course as I said before since these social bots uh, with the course of time became so much sophisticated and now they look almost exactly they might look almost exactly uh, human driven accounts this approach is not uh, profitable anymore it doesn't work anymore let's say Uh, So now we turned our attention to study collective behaviors and coordinated behaviors. So as I said, uh, bots are useful when they are used in in large amounts, because in in that way they can have an impact on on social platforms. And so what we try to do now and what appears to be uh, a profitable way of, of spotting them is try to to look at the behaviors of a large group of users and see if we can spot some very synchronized or very coordinated behaviors between a subset of those users. If we can spot them, then this might be a, a red flag for, for the use of automation.
0: So you're observing to see if they're all acting in a, in a coordinated fashion, but is that enough? I mean, let's say, for example, if in a run-up to an election, a candidate says something that's rather controversial or perhaps is is counted as misinformation. But plenty of uh, genuine accounts and genuine people might want to amplify that message, retweet it or comment on it or share it on Facebook. How are you able to distinguish um, when millions of accounts are acting in the same way? How are you able to distinguish which ones are automated and which ones are genuine?
1: Yeah, as I said, there's no uh, really uh, an easy answer to this, but for example, if you spot exactly the same set of accounts that repeatedly, for example, over the course of a month, uh, repeatedly act uh, in coordination on the same posts by the same users over and over again, then uh, for sure this is suspicious. Now, this could be some kind of, let's say, grassroots initiative and, and, and so no use of automation, but for sure it is something that is worthy of additional investigation. The vast majority of analysts and researchers and journalists do not have access to all information that, that platforms administrators have. Uh, So I can only access public information on Twitter, almost no information at all on Facebook because it has a much uh, stricter policy for for sharing data. And so with this public information, as I said, it's not easy to to spot them. But of course, the platforms themselves, they have uh, a much larger amount of information, for example, IP addresses, login times, uh, email addresses, and, and all this kind of stuff. So They can combine public and and private, let's say, uh, information to perform a more accurate detection of those accounts.
0: Twitter and Facebook and uh, all the other social media uh, platforms, are they winning that war against the bots? Or is there an element as well of... Well, they don't really care that much because an account is an account that runs on there, it promotes messages, it retweets, it gets social media engagement. Is it in their interest to get rid of all these accounts?
1: Ah, this is a very interesting question, I think. So first of all, there are a few differences between different platforms. I think that, for example, Twitter uh, is intensifying its efforts for fighting fakes in general, so bots, for example, but also other kinds of um, what they call now coordinated inauthentic behavior. For example, Twitter has been sharing large data sets of uh, large um, networks of accounts uh, that participated in information influence operations and they're doing this uh, more and more frequently which is very helpful for uh, all people that are studying these issues because uh, we now have a set of accounts that we that we know they've been involved in uh, bad behaviors malicious behaviors we can study them and we can develop algorithms on this which is good but at the same time as you said bots make up a quite significant portion of the accounts registered to a platform and that uh, use the platform, let's say. So, of course, removing all of them uh, at the same time would mean to drastically decrease the number of registered users to to social platforms. So I think there's a bit of a trade-off between Mm -hmm. keeping the the online social ecosystem a healthy and and, and safe place for people to discuss topics, but at the same time do not... um, let's say, completely remove all bots, also because some of them, as we said, actually serve a beneficial purpose.
0: Do you find bad bot activity increases in the lead-up to elections?
1: Around these topics, of course, bot activity increases, uh, for sure. So we will, we will surely see some sort of activity and, and behavior, mass behavior, carried out by bots. But I also think other uh, more sophisticated forms of online manipulation will be deployed there's an increasing number of accounts that feature, uh, at the same time, a human-driven and a software-driven behavior. Those might be called bots, of course, but they are somewhere in between bots and trolls, let's say. And I expect particularly this kind of accounts to have a, to have an important role in, in the electoral debate, yeah.
0: So these are accounts that are human-operated at some times and automated at others? Yeah. Okay, so that I can imagine that they 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 become very, very tricky to detect, and when we come to those big events like elections, for example, what are the bots predominantly doing? Is it amplifying messages or astroturfing, as it's been called sometimes just just forward that message just get enough likes, retweets, or shares Is that their sole purpose?
1: No, I think there are bots employed almost in every uh, possible activity in online social media, uh, almost in every possible direction. So from very simple ones, let's say, that only are aimed to inflate the number of followers of a given politician to make it look more popular and mm-hmm. so, uh, to a certain extent, more credible, to bots that um, interact with the posts of the politician uh, to increase metrics of engagement to make it, uh, again, that the posts more popular, to make it spread more, but also others that instead are, are involved in automated tweeting with specific hashtags, uh, for example, in order to make those hashtags trend and so to kind of play a role in the agenda setting also. So there are many different kinds of, of bots and I expect all of them to be employed let's say.
0: You do a, a lot of work studying the bots, a lot of work in detection. Does your detection extend far enough to see who's behind the bots?
1: Well if Detecting the bots is not easy. The problem of attribution, which is exactly knowing who's behind it, is uh, even more difficult, unfortunately. And this is especially true for those that, that only have access to public information. Because public information on social media do not really help much in in detecting who's behind those accounts, who's maneuvering them. But uh, the situation is a little bit different for the platforms themselves. Because as I said before, they have much more sensitive data to work with uh so email addresses, the time zones of the accounts which might give uh, an indication of the of the location where the account has been created or the login times, uh all these kinds of information are are useful, might be useful for determining who's behind them. And actually, we've seen that Twitter, as I mentioned before, but also other platforms, managed to detect coordinated networks of accounts and to find out that they were originating, for example, from China or from Venezuela or other countries. So it's not easy, especially if if we look at only public information, but it can be done.
0: So when people say on Twitter, oh, it's just a Russian bot... Is that a bit of a disservice to Russia? I mean, the truth is that these bots could be coming from anywhere in the world.
1: Yeah, that's exactly the case. We don't even know if that is a bot, actually. And I think for the majority of comments that we find on social media, probably it's not even a bot. It might be a troll or it might simply be a supporter or at least another account that doesn't feature automation. Uh, Yeah, and on top of that, of course, we don't know where it comes from.
0: So Stefano, just to wrap up, where do you see your research going? Where do you see the future heading towards when it comes to bots? Are we going to become better at detecting them or are we just going to see them grow and grow and we're all going to have to get used to um, questioning accounts and using our own judgment whether an account is genuine or not?
1: I think that since 2016... We raised the awareness on these issues. We are now much more aware of all the problems related to the credibility of online information, to the behavior of different kinds of accounts. And I think that this made us improve our techniques and the attention that we pose on these issues when we browse the the, the information that we have on our social media. So I am, let's say, quite optimistic to this regard, and I expect the situation to get better, actually a big part of of making the situation better of improving it is about our critical thinking skills so we all have to be aware of the of the issues that social platforms currently have we as citizens have to Pay attention to what we read we don't have to act uh, fastly and and on the wake of emotions we have to uh, check the sources and so be aware that there are problems and and try and, and do our part to to stop them uh, and and not to spread this kind of uh, this kind of issues uh, this being said uh, I think that um, from, from the technical point The advances in sophistication about social bots uh, will make it so that um, trying to infer the nature of an individual account uh, will not be profitable anymore. So I think we should try to change the way we uh, approach this problem. For example, as I said before, by uh, investing more energy into uh, studying um, patterns of coordination, of course, with the goal of detecting inauthentic coordination, malicious coordination. So I think that's the direction that my research is going to.
0: Stefano, thank you so much uh, for giving us your time and for uh, explaining everything so clearly. I really appreciate that.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It has been great
0: that's all we have time for on the full fact podcast this week this episode was released on the 26th of october 2020 as such the 2020 u.s election is referred to in the future tense bot technology may have advanced depending on when you listen but was accurate at the time of recording Stefano is an expert in his field, but his views are not necessarily a reflection of full facts. Full Fact is independent and impartial. And you can read more about our commitment to neutrality at fullfact.org forward about. As a fact-checking charity, we depend on your support to call out false and harmful information. If you enjoyed this episode, become a supporter today at fullfact.org donate.